what is up everyone welcome back to jules just vibes i'm your host jules and today we're here to just vibe as you guys probably know and are doing alongside with me we are less than seven days away from celebrating the wonderful time of the year christmas um for any of my listeners out there that do not celebrate christmas i hope you guys have a happy holidays um but I myself am excited to have some chill time for Christmas. Personally, um, I have that next day off of work, that Monday, the 26th. So I will be taking that time to just relax and game and catch up on sleep and do everything that I need to do. But for all of my listeners who have to work through the holiday weekend uh, and on to the next following weekend for New Year's Eve, my sympathies are with you. Um, please be safe out there. The holiday season is rough for a lot of people and it also tends to bring out the worst in everyone. So I definitely just want to give a good little like PSA. Please, please, please be patient and kind and respectful to any of the workers that you see working during this holiday weekend for the next two weeks as they are probably just as stressed as you are. So, please give some love to them. Um, I also would love to know uh, what you guys are doing for the holidays. Uh, my family and I actually just recently did a Secret Santa. It was the first year that we've done that um, with my siblings being old enough to actually buy gifts for people. Um, we did a Secret Santa and so all six of us, my boyfriend included, all traded names and we got each other gifts and before my family went to Florida for the next couple of weeks um we did like a nice little gift exchange and we had dinner and it was a lot of fun and um, my little brother got my name and I was actually very thankful that I got my that my name was received by one of my siblings because I figured that that would have been the best way to do it because I put something fun on there and I was hoping that they would go into that fun route and my little brother did. Um, I put two gift cards on there and then at the last one, because you, when you do Secret Santa, at least for my family when we did it, we put three things that we would want on it so that the person who received the name would also have a kind of guideline. And so my little brother got me and what he saw was a Steam gift card, a battle.net gift card which are both they're both game launchers so both video games uh or money towards video games and then i said funky sunglasses um because i actually have never mentioned this to anyone before but i like to collect sunglasses i have a big tray of a bunch of sunglasses and some of them are cool and funky some of them are just functional and cute but if I see some sunglasses that I really like or enjoy, I um, I will buy them. It's an impulse, pretty much. Plus, sunglasses are only like 10 bucks. So that is always a good incentive for me to buy them. Uh, but I do only have like a few that I end up wearing. But he apparently, with my dad's help, went on to Amazon and bought me a gigantic pack of party sunglasses. Um, basically, if you guys have ever been to like a party city or a party superstore in your towns, they have a glasses section where the glasses are like shapes and they have different tinted lenses. Those are pretty much the type of glasses that I got and I am not disappointed. I'm not gonna lie. They look really cool. 
My favorite is a pair of crab sunglasses. Well, they're crab glasses and they have on the outside of them like flipped up plastic cover. So it's like, um, I know that you guys, maybe you don't know, there used to be some glasses that people would wear in like, I think the 80s that were glasses that had a flip up sunglasses. So you could flip the sunglasses down and then flip them up when you weren't using the sunglasses anymore. They're essentially like that, but the flip ups are little crab hands, like the claws. So it pretty much looks like a, a crab with his claws up and then you flip them down and it's just like a crab with his claws like to his side. They're very cute, very difficult to describe and you know, to say the cuteness factor while I'm kind of sitting here and telling you about them as opposed to just like having you physically see them in person. Uh, But you'll just have to take my word for it. They're adorable. They're probably my favorite out of the bunch and I can't wait to wear them all the time. So that was my fun holiday plans. I would love to know what you guys are doing for the holidays. Not equals New Year's and Christmas and any other type of holiday that's out there that you guys celebrate as well. So definitely feel free to shoot me um, a fun little message on Twitter or on my website, JulesJustVibes.com. There's a contact feed section on the bottom of the page that you can just go ahead and put in some feedback. Um, But I would love to hear what you guys are doing for the holidays. Um, But... Before we get into today's topic, which I know if you guys listened to last episode, today's episode is based off of a gem that I found from my teenage years, which is going to be really fun and interesting to read. Um, But uh, before we get into the fun and exciting and interesting to read, let's go ahead and kick off mental health check-in. Because it is Monday, and you know on Mondays we got to do my favorite segment, and man do I have stuff to talk about. So, let's go ahead and roll the intro. Man alive am I feeling the residual effects of all of the emotions that I suppressed in the past couple of months. Um, I've been hella sensitive, hella emotional, just every thing that I've been watching or like looking at has made me want to cry um I just with the with the grieving that has been happening and making sure that like everybody else in the family is good like now being able to take this beat and take a moment to kind of just pause on life and do me and not have to worry about anything else like that's where it's coming through the um the emotions and I gotta tell you not a fan um there's been very little times in my life normally when I'm like at the cusp of really bad uh, very few times that I have wished that I just felt nothing at all and more lately that has been the case and with the emotions has come feeling antisocial and not wanting to even play games or do anything like that. I just want to watch Netflix in bed and eat a bunch of food. And it's uh, it's not been great or healthy. Um, and I haven't really figured out how to combat it. I haven't figured out how to, how to get past it, you know? I just feel a lot of weight on the shoulders and I feel a lot of, like, just time is needed but it sucks for that because I want to be good. I want to be able to keep jump forward. I actually took a break from doing clips for Colin because I 
was getting burnt out. Like I specifically was getting to the point where I um I was not doing the clips because I had ideas. It was an almost obligation part of it and I didn't want it to be like that but I also didn't want to stop doing it because I didn't want to disappoint him and so it's it was like a never-ending circle of issues but um I'm hoping that maybe taking like a little the rest of the year pretty much to kind of like stop doing it and and pause and relax and just and just do nothing I'm hoping that that will give me the kind of push to get back to stuff but uh this is the first time in a long time that I've felt my future be as bleak as as it could be um in the sense of just everything kind of just dropping off the face of the earth and I, I'm not a huge fan of that I very much want to be able to keep pushing and have that motivation and I want to be able to do stuff for people and I want to be able to fulfill dreams of mine and it's unfortunate that I'm struggling so hard getting my emotions in check to be able to get that to happen um but yeah that's me um just a big antisocial lady that struggled to even do this podcast episode because I just didn't want to do any work and this isn't this shouldn't be work to me, but it's an it's a weekly obligation that I set for myself and I don't want to use obligation as like a bad word because it does have a bad t- like connotation to it sometimes, but it's more so like I set myself up to do this uh, until that we launch season 3 and I want to stick by it and I want to stick by JJV because I very much love doing it. It's just uh when you feel like shit mentally the idea of doing more work uh, makes you want to die. And I've been saying that I want to die a long t- a lot. Um, and I don't enjoy that. And I'm trying to say it to, to be less real. But man, it feels real. Um, not great. Not great. But we move forward. We keep pushing and we don't do anything that we know is intentionally going to make us upset. So, JJV will never make me upset, so I will always keep doing it. Just a little disclaimer here, the next segment that I'm about to do is going to have bleeps in to save for personal information, as I am just reading this letter uh, word for word. So, I will be bleeping out any important info as basically names and any dates and anything that could be doxing myself or anybody else. Alright, enjoy the content! Alrighty, let's uh, turn our attention to, that is the sound of paper in my hands because I have written a note. Let me correct myself. I wrote this note in 2009. That's the year that I graduated. I was about to turn 18 and this... uh... This letter I'm about to read because I wrote it on uh, pencil and paper just to kind of show even more that I was a, you know, school student. Uh, I wrote a note to my biological father when I was a teenager. Um, there's more to this. I have three pieces of paper here. This, um, this note 
is like one and a half pages. And it's, so I'm not gonna lie, for some reason, I think I was writing like an autobiography. I don't, I can't even begin to explain why I thought I would wanna do that. But we're just gonna read the letter to my, um, it starts off with a letter to myself and then it starts off with a letter to the, to the person that is my biological father. Uh, but I wanted to read and I wanted to see if anybody could really relate to feeling this way. Um, having a parent in your life that you that I guess not a parent but having somebody in your life that you've never met before and it's just somebody you know is blood there was a lot of questions I always had in my life a lot of what ifs and um thankfully this person is gone like dunzo gone and so um it's not really it doesn't really matter and I will also say that when I was 18, my mom gave me the information I needed to find my dad. Um, and my actual dad did not like that. So it sucks because I didn't want to hurt him. But I also, because I had all these what ifs, I didn't want to not pursue it. But, you know, years later, my mom found out that he passed away. And didn't think about it since until I found this gem. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to start reading it. Uh, like I said, it starts off with a letter to myself and then it starts off with uh, and then it finishes with a letter to my dad. And I just want to go through, analyze and make some fun jokes and just kind of uh, just kind of fuck around for for the for the rest of the week. You can have this uh, as inspiration to write your own letter in a teenage sense. Um, so let's uh, <clears throat> let's go ahead and kick this off. This is May 26th, 2009. Uh, I was 17. I was about to graduate high school. I graduated in June, four days before I turned 18. Dear self, today is the day. Today I finally figured out how I'm the person I am today. I've been doing a lot of thinking, as in writing out my life. I realized that I don't need to write out my story to figure out how I came to be. I just answered this question, dot, dot, dot. How have I done it? How have I been able to be happy after all the darkness that has clouded my life? I instantly thought of my other half, Elliot. Now, <laughs> this, that was my first love. Elliot was my first love. He was also the guy that I lost my virginity to. He will always hold a very special place in my heart. Last I heard he got married and he is living his life out on the west coast and I am so happy for him. Uh, but I just hope that he, if he listens to this one day, he realizes how much I truly loved him in, in my teenage years. <laughs> All right. I instantly thought of my other half. My mind also raced past all the friends that helped me out through all the horribleness. I don't think I would have truly been here if it wasn't for them. That was the letter to myself. I don't think horribleness is a word, but I did hyphen it. So I said horrible-ness. Uh, <laughs> um, and I didn't... I only capitalized, like... 10% of the eyes that <laughs> in this like 
I'm not gonna lie. Uh, any any I, the letter I that needed to be capitalized, I did not. So this doesn't really bode well for this next one. Um, but here I am now gonna read to you the letter that I wrote to my biological father. Dear dot 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 person, you don't know me and I don't know you. I just know about you. I know that you left my mom in, most likely in September of 1990. You remember Christine Well, actually, she's Christine Now, because your lame wouldn't marry her after you found out she was pregnant, I actually want to thank you for that. You see the way I look at it. You let her go, which made her into such a state of shock when she finally did have the beautiful baby girl, she gave it up. Then she realized she's not one to bend over and have life kick her senseless. She fought for that baby back. So here I am with my biological mother and the guy she found happiness in her life with. I'm going to go ahead and preface this. The idea that my mom gave me up for six months, or I guess the fact that that happened, um, is such an interesting thing for me. I don't think I even have the time to start analyzing it, but all I know is it doesn't really matter because I, I, I am with my actual mom. I was not adopted by another family. I'm with my mom, and I'm very, very happy about that. Okay, let's continue. And the guy she found happiness in her life with. You made her a stronger person by breaking her. She has a great life now. A very successful husband. A daughter. Your daughter. About to graduate high school. Also, she just gave birth recently to twins. A boy and a girl. Not yours. I technically call them my brother and sister. They're my half-brother and sister. I must say, sir, you've traumatized me, not my mom. To have to explain about my dad all the time, you just made it all that much harder on me. I am glad you're not my father, though. Every time my mom would talk to me about you, she'd always say that the last thing she'd remember is, is that you were doing time in prison. So my biological dad is a convict. Wow. Good thing to look up to, don't you think? You are so my role model. Not. You're probably wondering why I'm writing you this, if I don't even know you. Well, I'll tell you. Number whatever on my list of things to do before I die is to make contact with my biological father and get the real reason why he left my mom and to show him as a slap in the face how happy my mom is without the douchebag that left her when she was pregnant with her firstborn. I got a little winded there. <laughs> All I want from you is feedback. Answers to the questions I've wanted to know. Like why? Why'd you leave in all honesty? That's all I want to know. Oh, and also, do you regret it? Leaving her? Were you only sleeping with her and that's it? Using her for that pleasure? There's just 
guys like you make me mad. As if I didn't have enough experience with asshole. My real father has to be one. I actually want a little info on you too. Genetic info too. Just wondering what diseases you tend to have for me when I get older. Okay, you don't have to give me that, but info would be nice. Like name, height, status, other children you have from impregnating women, job, pets, all that. I'm curious. I also have a right to know. Now, I don't mean to barge in and drop all this on you last minute, but I need to know. I can't live my life not knowing, my other half of my being, not even how much me and my mom's husband are alike. There is no blood connection like I have with you. So please, just some information to fill my needs, then you won't ever have to hear from me again. Please, your unknown daughter, Julia, born on June 11th, 1991, in Salz. So that was my letter to my biological father. Um, when I first read this, I was, I was, I thought it was funny. There was a few things in here that were, that were, that screamed very much teenage girl. And, um, looking back on it, I don't harbor that much resentment or issues now. And I think that's really because I'm in my 30s and I've gotten over it. Like, knowing that he's dead and I'm never going to have that information sucks, but is also really relieving to hear. Because now I don't have to waste my life away trying to figure something out that quite possibly could never be figured out in the first place. And if you are dealing with anxiety and um, depression, a lot of times things that are out of your control can set you off. So to not have one thing that I can't control be there, that helps me out a lot. Um, and so, uh, yeah, the note was uh, quite humorous to me to read, mainly because I thought it necessary to tell a guy that hasn't been in my mom's life for almost 17 years that the twins that she just had were not his for some reason. I do think it's um, quite interesting how you can hear and see, at least I saw it, but you can hear the kind of desperation that I had in writing that note and wanting to know the other half of who I was and it speaks volumes to just the struggles that I was going on or I had going on when I was in high school and while it not it may not seem like something big and it may not seem like it was a it, it, it was something I needed to really deal with it's still it still was something that was unknown. It was an unanswered question. And I wanted to have all the questions when I was that age, legitimately. I think uh, I got to a point in my life where I was very confused a lot of it. And this was just one way to help get me back on track if I could just put this to rest and put it to bed and 
I actually ended up dating somebody else at the time um, a few months after I, I wrote this, I'm pretty sure. Uh, and he said that he was going to help me find out who my dad was. Like, after I received all the information, he goes, I'm, just, I'm not going to stop until you tell me to stop. And I thought that that was really awesome. Um, and like I said, we never did find out any of that information. But in reality, it was fine. I um, I am fine, and I don't need to know that other half. Um, and even in the letter, I said that I ended up having a dad that was amazing, and he treats my mom like a fucking queen, and he, he has his moments, but he's getting better. And that's all that you can really ask, is just for somebody to evolve and grow with you. And so I'm very uh, happy about that. But... Um, I'm going to go ahead and stop it here, and I want to thank you guys for listening to the ramblings of a teenage girl. <laughs> it's fun and interesting how we can get into the brain of um, of a younger self and try to analyze it as we are older. You know, there's always that question of if you had all the knowledge that you had now but could go back to when you were like 12 or like start your life over with all the knowledge you have, would you do it? And it's always intriguing. It's always such an intriguing idea. But I think that you would alter your whole self. Yeah, I think that you could. There's always potential that you could end up the exact same. But if you go in with the knowledge of, oh, like this person was bad or, oh, like these decisions I made were not the greatest... When you go in with decisions and, and understanding and, and don't make those same decisions, you're essentially altering a part of yourself that has grown from that. So I think I love trying to understand where I was coming from. I don't think that I would ever change anything that's happened. A lot of people would, but I think the benefits could outweigh the negatives because there's always room to grow. It's not, you're not a set in stone person. The decisions you make in life and the circumstances that you're in, I understand it's, it feels like this is permanent, but I guarantee to you it's not. Everybody can change. Everybody can grow and evolve. The biggest hurdle that we as humans have to come across and jump over is our own self. So many sit in a state of, woe is me, this is the life that has been brought upon me, and spitefully stay the way they are. And I know that it's not easy to break apart from a stigma or a set of, you know, sort of ideals that come from you or about you. But there's people out there at least one person sitting here speaking into a microphone that knows that you're meant for greater things. So, just just know that I'm rooting for you. Alright guys, that's going to be it for me. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of JJV and I wanted to put a couple show things out there. We are still receiving updates on uh, Season three's graphics for the new format, Turnover, and so that is happening sooner and sooner. But until then, just remember, every Monday at 4pm, you'll get your dose of JJV um, with Mental Health Check-In as well. 
Um, definitely feel free to hit us up on Twitter or on the website, JulesJustVibes.com. Twitter is at JulesJustVibes to offer any feedback, offer any sort of insight, or just let me know how you like it. Um, and then if there is a rating button or at any point in time on any of the platforms that you're listening to, please be a doll and rate us. Um, I'm always looking to improve and move forward and I hope that you guys can help me do that. Uh, thank you guys again. I hope you have a very merry holiday and I hope you guys have lovely, lovely time for the rest of the week and I'll catch you guys the day after Christmas. I want you guys to let me know what you're going to get for Christmas or what you got for Christmas, okay? I'm counting on you. All right, guys. Happy holidays. I'll see you on the next one.